Hi, I am Srinivas Vakati. This is High Impact Entrepreneur Podcast. In this podcast, I discuss with business owners and professionals to help you build your dream company. Put right systems and processes in place so it can grow without you. In this episode, I am interviewing international coach and a consultant, Senthil Raj, where we discuss how to live an inspired life and get your employees aligned and inspired with their jobs. Senthil is a peak performance coach and the author of international best-selling book, Compulsive Living to Conscious Living. He is the only Martini method and values facilitator in India and one of the four in Asia. So let's get started. Hi Senthil, welcome to my Hi, pod- welcome to my podcast High Impact Entrepreneurs. I'm very curious like what motivated you to quit your job and choose to be an entrepreneur? Hi Srini, uh, good morning to you and uh, everybody on the call and uh, thanks for inviting me for your show. Uh, well, what motivated me to uh, start my journey with John was, uh, see, I was on a corporate uh, world. I was working with one of the largest uh, MNCs in India uh, for more than a decade, right? And uh, but somehow, though it appeared like outwardly everything was going fine in terms of you know uh, uh, having a good house, car, family, everything appeared to be going very well, and you know I've been getting promotions and growth in my organization. Somehow inside, I was feeling a sense of unfulfillment, a sense of uh, lack of meaning, or, or in very simple terms, I was not happy, right? So uh, this, what happened is with passage of time, I did not uh, give a keen attention to it and it started affecting my health. The stress started mounting up because of the agitations in the mind due to a highly demanding job. And therefore, I started uh, getting into uh, lifestyle diseases. You know, I was diabetic. And there was one particular point when I was about to enter the boardroom of my company uh, for a very important meeting and uh, stress was so high and the diabetes peaked out and I was almost going to collapse kind of a thing. And after that, I was on leave for three months. And that's when uh, I started my spiritual journey. Uh, I met my spiritual teacher uh, and uh, my whole life changed after that. So two key learnings which I got from my spiritual teacher Mahatriya is first thing is you can never ever get the world right. All you can get right is your own self. So I started my introversion, uh, traveling deep inside me by inner concentration and meditation. I started, you know, finding my inner peace. And once I found my inner peace, like a magic, you know, the world around me turned from total chaos and agitation to peace. A more harmonious place so that was the first thing and the second thing he said was if you want to find your true economic worth you need to be an entrepreneur and you cannot allow somebody else to determine your worth which is your organization when you're employed right so the second thing start me to set on finding what's my true purpose in life and what exactly I want to do with my life so when I was on the journey and my purpose, uh, Mahatriya calls it Swadharma. In, in short, what is purpose? It's like finding uh, your true highest talents, which is very uni- unique to you, blessed by the universe. And how can you add your life experiences and share it with the world to make the world a better place, to help somebody else up-level their life from a more compulsive living to conscious living. So that's the understanding of purpose. And when I was working towards that, and more or less kind of, you know, clear about what I wanted to do. I wanted to help people move from a compulsive stress to victimized and happy living to a more centered, conscious, happy and fulfilling life. And that's when I met Dr. John DeMartini in the National Achievers Congress. And his speech was absolutely resonating to me. And I decided I'm going to travel with this guy for a long time. Okay. That's how I bumped into this guy. Okay, so when did you choose to be an entrepreneur? Like, what was the defining moment? Yeah, the defining moment was uh, when I realized that I've been giving all my life to work. And when I fell ill, the one who were around me was the family and not the work. 
and therefore i started questioning myself is am i getting the priorities in life right that time my priority in life was first was work then was family and it last was me so from the morning i wake up till i go to bed all the time i gave for work so there was hardly any time for family and zero time for me and that's the reason my whole life got messed up so i started totally turning the entire thing upside down so first i said i had to take care of myself my health my physical health mental health emotional health emotional spiritual health and only when i am happy and fulfilled and harmonious with myself i will be able to take care of my family and once i am fine and family is fine that's the state i'll be able to give 100% to my work and make a difference to the world that was the moment i decided yes i need to become an entrepreneur to find my true economic worth and to live my purpose transforming lives right right even i meet many people whose top priority is work and after years of working they realize that they have wasted their life yeah thankfully i i realized it uh, in my 40s i i didn't, uh, in, in fact in my late 30s uh, i didn't have to wait all the way so at least i have some life left for me to live correct correct so you have also written a book called compulsive living to conscious living yes so what exactly is the book about beautiful so this book is uh, essentially my life journey on how i was living a compulsive living based on socially injected values which is socially injected priorities in life like you know when we grow up as a kid uh, it's almost not just in india across the world this is how mostly uh, people are brought up saying that you need to go to school get good grades go to a good college get good grades get a high paying job get married and be happy and that's not the recipe of life what i figured out was uh, i followed the social injections which comes from parents preachers teachers friends societies so got into college did my post graduation my mba in agri business and then i got into this job initially it was a marketing job and then into a banking job it was well pretty much high paying so good lifestyle but it was not something what i wanted so i was actually living somebody else's life okay till a moment when the universe give a psychological slap by way of a diabetic illness that's when i woke up and said oh shit i'm living somebody else's life it's not my life and then i set myself to go and figure out what exactly i want to do with my life which is nothing but the journey to find your purpose and then what i figured out was my purpose is to use my unique talents of communication skills which is blessed by the universe and my life experience was how i was living a compulsive living and i transformed it to a conscious living after i get set into the spiritual path and spent about 3 to 4 years to find my purpose okay so my purpose is to help people move from a compulsive living and unhappy living to a inspired abundant and conscious living by finding their purpose and living it perfect perfect so how do you define conscious living well now conscious living is something when you are aligned to your highest values your highest priorities your most important things in life essentially your authentic life and when you live it based on in total alignment with your highest values right right so when i say okay to make it more clear compulsive living is something which we live based on others values injecting into ourselves like for example many many families you know parents want kids to be either a doctor or a lawyer or a you know engineer that's injected value whereas the actual kid may want to do something else it may want to do accounts it may want to be a lawyer it may want to do music it may want to do sports and when the child lives by parents injected value it becomes a compulsive living because that's not what the child is meant to live its actual values could be something else just imagine if sachin tendulkar was supposed to do a be a lawyer or an accountant yeah we would have missed a world class player right india would have missed him correct what if what if ar rahman was said that you know you have to go and do mba and do marketing and sales you would have missed a legend that's, right that's exactly the point you know they, these people sachin rahman are living their true authentic life and that's how their life is filled with inspiration abundance and fulfillment perfect perfect now it makes more sense now awesome so you mentioned that you met john d martini in national achievers conference absolutely yes uh, and so like what motivated you to go to south africa and do his workshops and work with him 
Awesome. See, uh, when I heard uh, Dr. John D. Martini in NAC, I said it was totally in alignment with my work, right? So my, I, I said my work is more helping people to move from compulsive living to conscious and happy living. And the, Dr. DeMartini's message was how to help people move from living in a lower mind or imminent mind or emotional mind to a higher mind or the rational mind to live a more uh, balanced life from an unbalanced life. So it was absolute resonance. And uh, I, I figured out that, you know, and I, I need to work with this guy because he has read some 30,000 books and, you know, traveled the world, studied all the religions, all the philosophers massively. He is kind of a Nobel Prize winner category kind of a guy, right? Right. And very much in my topic, right? Genre, my genre of uh, conceptually. So I uh, did a bit of research as to how I can travel with this guy because he was not doing any programs in India. He did programs in UK, in USA, Canada, South Africa and Australia. So I randomly checked which place to go and South Africa kind of, you know, worked out and I went there. And since then I've been going there four to five times a year. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So what do you like about Martini and what processes like do you like about what he teaches? Awesome. Like? Okay. So uh, the prime learnings I got from Dr. Martini in my last 18 months journey, I've kind of pretty much done his signature program, breakthrough experiences, high-end programs, prophecy experience and the Empyrean series. So the prime message of Dr. Martini is, first thing is finding your highest values or highest priorities or most important things in life and aligning your life around it. First thing. Okay. Second one is identifying your blocks which could be by way of emotional baggages like resentments or infatuations or it could be fear could be pride or shame guilt these things kind of hinder our growth hinder our travel towards what we want in life so identifying those blocks and resolving it through Martini method a method he has discovered uh, by his study on various disciplines including uh, psychology, spirituality, philosophy, and physics, maths, across all the religions. So this is a culmination of his decades of work, which helps to take any lopsided perception and balance it totally to see both sides. Okay. And that gives us permission to go and live our life to the fullest. So that's the second thing. And the third one, uh, which I learned from is uh, empowering yourselves in all seven areas of life which is spiritual mental vocational or career or business financial familial social and physical any area of your life you do not empower others will overpower that's the biggest message i got from him and therefore you need to work on empowering all areas in life wow. like if you heard me say earlier i was doing very well only on my career and all six areas were suffering and that's not life. Life is where you can balance all seven areas. And the last one is how can you master plan your life in all seven areas. So these are the four biggest learnings from him. Wow. wow. So in this podcast, let's uh, talk about like top his top two teachings. Values and Demartini method. Values and Demartini method. Yes. So how do you define values? Okay, so these are human values. It does not refer to social idealisms like honesty, integrity, sincerity, you know, punctuality. Those are social idealisms. So here what uh, Dr. Martini talks about as values is human values, human priorities. So just to give an example, uh, for a lady for whom children is the highest value or highest priority, if she goes to a shopping mall, she'll be able to see all shops related to children. Children's clothes, children's books, children's toys, children's amusement. And she will not be giving attention to the rest. So uh, this exactly is value. So you perceive the world, decide and act in the world based on your highest values. Right. Right. So uh, finding the hierarchy of values, finding their highest values and aligning life is the secret to living a happy and fulfilled life because that's where 
you see fulfillment when you achieve your highest values. So for that lady, when she is able to spend time with children and bring up great children, she is going to be fulfilled as compared to if she has to go and do a job, she is going to be unfulfilled. Correct, correct. So can you give can you give an overview of what processes does Demartinate teaches to find your values? Right. So uh, there's something called values determination or uh, finding your value structure. So uh, every as I said, every human being has a unique set of hierarchy of values. It is like a thumb impression, which is unique to everybody, right? So there are seven billion people in the world. Everyone have their own values structure, and therefore they filter the world based on their values. So though in actuality there's a single world, there are seven billion realities for the seven billion people based on their values. Okay. So the way he helps to find these values is um, a set of thirteen uh, questions, and uh, by answering these questions, you kind of see your life. from a bird's eye view and then you are i mean this helps to bring out from a subconscious level what really matters to you and the reason you need to kind of you know find out and uh, align your life with the highest values is you are intrinsically inspired in your highest values from the soul and therefore you have the maximum order and organization you are disciplined reliable and focused and uh, doing that work energizes you for example when bill gates went into his work on programming by the end of two days three days five days he's going to come out more energized not tired right like if you just imagine sachin going into a cricket game and playing for five hours and coming out he's not going to be tired he's going to be more energized same way for raman after music or you ask any singer at the end of singing their song they are going to be energized not drained so that's what that's a secret that's what happens when you work on your highest values you become energized at the end of it and that causes you stress which is wellness and when you are working on your highest values you embrace pain and pleasure in the pursuit of your goals and whereas if you are on your lowest values as long as you have great motivation incentive rewards and reminders you may do well the moment you hit roadblocks and once your motivation incentive reward reminder is not greater than the roadblock you tend to give up whereas when you are working on your highest values you don't wait for external motivation you don't wait for incentive you don't wait for reward you don't wait for reminder or appreciation you get going and nothing can stop you and that focus laser sharp focus enhances your achievement your self worth goes up your self confidence goes up you become empowered and you become a leader unfolding your mental genius you wake up your leadership and that's where you know finding the values and living by it becomes very crucial on the contrary if somebody is living on their lowest values it drains their energy they become tired they are disorganized disordered because they are not inspired they hesitate frustrate and procrastinate they keep expecting external motivation external appreciation and because they are not motivated they are distracted by the slightest of uh, things which is not uh, in their highest values and uh, therefore uh, there's no focus their efficiency goes down achievement goes down self worth goes down and confidence goes down they are become they become disempowered they self depreciate self sabotage undermine themselves in fact they start resenting themselves and become a follower subordinating to others values which leads to a victimized living and unhappy living causes distress and illness okay so this value determination process like how much time does it take for somebody to do it uh now it, it 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 depends like you know for a beginner it may take uh, a few a few hours at least you know a uh, couple of hours two to three hours kind of a thing to go through the process and uh, uh get a hang on these values and that's something you know somebody should take out the time to do that and the best thing uh, probably one can start off with is you know uh, buying this book called values factor written by dr john d martini it's available on amazon So first thing one can do is you know pick that book and start reading it to understand what exactly values is all about like I gave a precursor of it and by reading that I can get to know more about that and uh, then take out time to go and do the value determination because that's going to massively help them and your higher your purpose or your life vision or mission lies in your top 3 areas top top 3 highest values 
Okay. And that was kind of a validation. I, I if you remember, I found my purpose maybe four meeting Dr. De Martini, and when I did the values process, it was a validation that yes, I am on right track. And for someone who has not found their purpose, they did not spend three to four years of you know the journey I went through, spiritual journey and external training programs to find it out. Just by uh, doing a values determination process is going to give them a good idea on where their purpose purposes, which is most of the time in the top three values. Correct, correct. So I found this book Values Factor almost three years back, and it wow. was it was one of the best books that I have read because absolutely it, it completely changes your perspective of many things in your life. And absolutely. of course, of course, I think it took me almost two or three hours to do the process determination process. Mm-hmm. By the yes. end, by the end of it, it was like mind blowing. and even yeah. i have even i have recommended this process to almost like 10 of my friends mm-hmm. and even their life completely changed afterwards absolutely so because uh, most of the time we live based on injected values we 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 believe that you know uh we have to follow the herd mentality kicks in because we seek for validation we seek for external appreciation and acknowledgement when we are not on your highest values the difference is when you, you would have noticed it when you are working on your highest values you don't wait for external appreciation you don't wait for somebody to clap at you or you know reward you correct correct i know at least yeah. i know at least two people who have resigned from their jobs after doing this process beautiful so because like for one of my clients her top mm-hmm. va- top value was family okay. but she was chasing money So, <laughs> okay so there was like a complete uh, conflict of family or money and mm-hmm. once she did the process she realized that okay now family is my top priority let's mm-hmm. let's take finance a step back now she's okay. now she's very happy sure beautiful and uh, one more thing important uh, thing which uh, you know we can learn from this values thing is uh if we are working at a particular job because you know we need money for uh, running the family and if we are not inspired at it uh finding the top 3 values and linking what somebody is working currently to the highest values will help them to get inspired in what they are doing though they may not like it at the moment okay so how do you if somebody is on a, yeah if somebody is in a corporate job and uh, their highest values is let's say uh, music traveling and uh, uh finance for example or family so right now but they need to go to the job for the uh, li- you know for to fund the lifestyle of the family there is a way by which their current job function can be linked to the highest value of music travel and family once they get to know how doing their job will help them to maximize and fulfill their highest values of music travel and family they get inspired to go to work and do the job till the time they work on it and eventually uh, work on creating their own business around music and travel possibly okay so basically you take your top value and your job and you link both right absolutely you write down the job description what are your prime job functions you are doing and link everything to your top three values how doing uh but for example if somebody is an accountant how going and spending time on doing the accounting job helps them to fulfill their top three values if somebody is an engineer how going to the engineering job helps them to fulfill their top three values then what happens is they don't see their job as an obstacle or a block on the way to their values they start seeing their job as a bridge eventually taking them towards their highest values so that changes the whole game correct correct so how many uh, reasons or how many links should one write uh at least 40 to 50 links okay so 40 to 50 per reasons item. okay so 40 to 50 reasons on how doing a particular task will help them fulfill their top values and top three values highest and highest rate okay so how can like business owners implement this process in their companies santil beautiful so uh, for business owners to uh, implement this kind of you know to help employees get more engaged and be more collaborative at work the best thing they can do is uh, work towards gaining uh, understanding on what is this whole values all about uh, 
and do the values determination to find their own hierarchy of values and then get and uh, maybe a corporate values workshop kind of thing organized for the company where you know uh, their employees can get a hang of what is this values all about do the values determination and link it to their job description to the company's mission to their promoters to their bosses peers so that you know the entire thing changes from a compulsive working environment to an environment where everyone is absolutely engaged because they know how doing their job will maximize their values okay so you also do corporate uh, values workshop right yeah i do uh, one to one consultations for individuals for couples for families as well as for corporates uh, workshops so let's say for example some business owners invite you for their workshop to their company and yes they, and they want you to motivate their employees and they want their employees to be aligned with their values mm-hmm. and, mo- mm-hmm. and be inspired for, inspired by their job yes so how do you approach that yeah so uh, okay one key thing here is uh, it's not really a motivation okay that, that's a very key distinction you should look at because motivation is something which is required for somebody who is not aligned to their values who are not inspired so this whole thing is to get employees to get inspired from within so they don't need external motivation do you get what i'm saying that's a subtle difference got it yeah so uh, this okay so those who are interested to go on having this values workshop organized well they can get in touch with me either through you uh, and we can have a detailed discussion with them to understand you know uh, what is the team size and depending upon that various uh methodologies can be worked out how to take it forward because if it is a five or six member organization then probably everybody can be involved if it is a 100 member organization initially uh, we may involve the promoter and the top management maybe selectively uh, business group heads kind of a thing from, from the middle management work on that first and then you know see how to take it for the entire organization okay got it so if i have to summarize like for business mm-hmm. owners to ensure that their their employees are inspired mm-hmm. so it's better for the for everyone to do value determination process yes once they once they identify their top 3 values yes and write down the job description once mm-hmm. they write down the job description link their top 3 values with the job description yes how does doing this job help them to achieve the achieve their top values correct that is for getting employees to engage in their job correct right and getting employees to get aligned to the organization would be by linking it to the company mission or the organization's top three values which will be the promoter's top three values okay okay got it got it so is there anything you want to add about value process sentir uh okay now values thing it's a very important precursor before even starting with the dematic method process because every human being perceives the world decides and acts on the world based on their highest values okay now we have heard about a thing called competitive advantage right shini you heard about that right come again competitive advantage okay i got it i heard about it yes yeah so every country has a competitive advantage for example india agriculture or you know uh, high intellect power by of uh, you know young manpower uh, for some other country in middle east it could be oil reserves right right for some other countries it could be huge reserves of mining ores metal ores like bauxite ores copper ores iron ores and stuff like that so when a country identifies their competitive advantage and leverages that they become something unique and they grow to their fullest potential likewise every human being has a competitive advantage which sits in their top three values in fact most of the time in the highest value and therefore by finding the highest value and aligning the life around it they give themselves permission to tap into their competitive advantage and create an extraordinary life for themselves and when they club it with the dissolving any kind of emotional blocks they give themselves permission to become a legend wow okay so now let's get started with de martini method sure 
so can you give an overview of what de martini method is all about awesome see uh, the de martini method is also known as the quantum collapse process now why it's called collapse process is most of the time when we live our life uh, we pick up the various uh, you know things going around through our five senses right right the yeah by sight by smell by taste by touch by audio right one of these five and these messages flows flows through our spinal cord to the brain and it first hits the amygdala which is the emotional brain or the reptilian brain or the hind brain or primitive brain right so this brain primarily works on pain and pressure emotions flight or fight response and when we live a compulsive living most of the time we decide from our amygdala from our emotional brain and therefore we become polarized or one sided or biased or lopsided which means we see just one side of an equation let me give you an example uh let's imagine somebody is in a college okay okay and uh, they are drawn towards a girl if let's take in this example of a boy a college boy and he is drawn towards a girl and he is attracted towards a girl now what's happening is he is seeing only one side of the girl which means he may be attracted to her beauty a mental beauty emotional beauty or spiritual beauty right he is ignorant or unconscious of the other side of her and therefore he feels that she is all good and no bad right now this exactly is called one sided it's an infatuation attracted towards the positives in a person it's a situation where you feel that everything is positive nothing is negative now let's take another example of somebody working in an organization and they have a terrible boss a grumpy boss and you know they hate uh, the person now what's happening is they are conscious about all the negatives of the boss which could be you know physical ugliness mental ugliness spiritual ugliness emotional ugliness you know because of anger arrogance and whatever so this again is untrue they are only seeing one side of him they are seeing all negatives and they are perceiving no positive whereas in reality positivity and negativity always coexist they are like two poles of the magnet north pole and south pole you cannot break a magnet and just have one pole even if you break a magnet you will still have a north pole and a south pole same way every person in their life they have both sides they have both good and bad they are nice and mean they are hero and the villain they are considerate and inconsiderate there are times when they are peaceful there are times they are rougher now this is the one sided life which we live in and what happens when we approach our life based on this one sided perceptions it becomes more of a compulsive living and therefore it stops us from unfolding our full potential what demartini method process helps us it is a process which helps us to see both sides to see the unseen right for example when we and when you are attracted let's say you have a teacher uh, let's say you have a spiritual teacher or a intellectual teacher to whom you are completely attracted to so what happens is you put them on a pedestal you look up at them and you self minimize now what happens when you are doing that you are not giving yourself permission to unfold your full potential by doing the demartini method process on your spiritual teacher or your guru whom you look up to you will start owning up the traits in him and therefore you will look at your teacher on par with you as an extension of you as a spiritual relative as a fellow human being when you start owning up the traits by doing the demartini method right the other side is you hate somebody terribly right let's let's take an example like you hate someone because of some nasty thing they did towards you and you resent them you hate them you don't want to see them So here, what's happening is you are judging the individual based on a negative perception, and you are putting them on a pit. You are self-exaggerating yourself, considering that you are better than the person, and you look down at the person, saying that he is terrible guy. Now, when you do the Nimatini method, see, uh, if you continue to live like this, this person will occupy time and space in your mind, will not allow you to express your full potential. And when you do the Nimatini method, you will start looking up the good sides, the benefits of what happened because of this guy. and when you start owning up the traits where you have done the same thing in your life you again see that this is not a terrible guy he is just another human being like you with goods and bads with both sides and then your spiritual connect uh, happens and you start seeing him 
in equity with you and you own the trades. The more and more you own the trades of the external world, you grow in your quantum in terms of your maturity and go to the next level. And your awareness expands. When your awareness expands and these things no more occupy time and space in your mind, you give yourself permission to stay with clarity, focus, which enhances efficiency, productivity, results, growth, development, happiness, and you enter into the upward spiral of growth and development and fulfillment. So when to, when to do this Demartini method, sir? See, uh, that's, you can do it anytime. Anytime you feel that you are uh, having uh, some kind of a resentment towards somebody, some kind of a dislike or hatred, uh, what Demartini says is, if you resent somebody, that person shows up in your life to mirror you to you, which means to reflect something which you are disowning in yourself. Most of the time we hate somebody for a particular trait, action or inaction. That particular trait, action or inaction is inside us, but we are ignorant of that. We are unconscious of that. And that person shows up to remind us that it's in us until we get conscious and equilibrate ourselves. Okay. And once you do it, once you own it up, then it's like, you know, you are giving yourself permission to enhance your self-worth. Self-worth increases the more and more you make people inclusive of yourself. Oh. And yeah, what, what, what Dr. Demartini says is there are about 4,000 plus human traits. Almost half of them positive, half of them negative. Like, you know, nice and mean, kind and cruel, considerate, inconsiderate, stuff like that. And he says every human being has all the traits. Right. So when we look at somebody and resent them for certain negative traits, which we label as negative, those are still a part of us. And when we look up at somebody say, this guy is awesome, this guy is so inspiring, charismatic, that is again a part of us. When we look up at somebody, we are too humble to admit that it's in us. And when we resent somebody, we are too proud to admit that it's in us. Okay. And when we own it up, that's when we give ourselves permission to grow to the next level. So what do you mean by own the traits? Okay, so owning the traits is uh, when you are looking at some person doing having a particular trait, behavioral trait or an action or an action. Uh, if it is a good trait, it is easy for us to say that, you know, uh, I like to have it or I have it in me. But if it is a negative trait, most of the time we don't want to accept that it is a part of us. Okay, let's say for example, you hate a guy for saying lies, right? Mm-hmm. That guy always lies, you know, I hate that guy because he doesn't speak truth, he always lies, he never speaks truth. But if you look deep, every human being during their life, they speak truth and lies, depending upon the context. Correct. Right. See, they may, they, they may have a justification that in order to have a good thing done or the good intention I like, but eventually everybody lies as much as we speak truth. But we don't want to own it. But when we do the method and go and find times where we have displayed and demonstrated that trait, then we figure out that, oh my God, even I have lied as much as this guy and therefore he's no different than me. Okay, got it. <coughs> Sorry. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, got your point. Yeah. Awesome. So how, how much time will this process take? Approx? Okay, so initially this process may take uh, anywhere between a couple of hours to, if, depending upon the intensity of the you know emotional uh, baggage if it is uh, if it has been there for a very long time for example I have worked with people who have uh, been carrying resentment on their divorced husband for decades together 20 years 10 years 20 years so those kind of traits take quite a bit of time to dissolve sometimes it may not even happen in one session of two hours it may run into multiple sessions uh, but on an average, anywhere between two to three hours is a reasonable time to dissolve traits in the beginning. And once you start mastering it, you can do it in an hour. Okay, perfect, perfect. So how can business owners use Martini method? Okay, so uh, business owners can uh, use Martini method for both uh, their own personal empowerment from by releasing their emotional baggages. And they can also use it to help people in their organization who are suffering from any kind of baggages and therefore their productivity suffers to help them to go through the process and dissolve the lopsided perceptions 
so that they are able to give their best to the job. So demanding method again can be done uh, in small groups of three to five. I, I won't recommend doing demanding method on large scale uh, workshop of like values workshop can be done for a large scale 20, 30, 50, 100. But demanding method best thing to do in small groups anywhere between three to 10, max 15, not more than that. Uh, it can be. I've seen uh, the maximum impact comes when people do it on. Uh, I do demanding method consultations one to one for couples, for families, and uh, for corporates in small groups of anywhere between three to ten, max fifteen. So uh, it's a three to uh, four hour session when we do it on a session based. But the first thing it's like a one day session where I share the principles of the marketing method. Uh, the basis of it, the science behind it, and then we do the process, the practical part of clearing the highest resented trait in a particular person. To begin with, once you dissolve the highest resented trait, it becomes easy for you to work on the other traits which are lesser intense. Okay, fine. So, can you give any one example of how you worked with your with your client, especially business owners? Sure. sure. Okay. So uh, I was working with a business owner uh, who was having an SME kind of an organization uh, in uh, in the business of providing uh, services, uh, technical services, training services, a combination of multiple uh, support services to organizations. Right. So uh, this gentleman, for some reason, was uh, comparing himself to his brother whom he perceived as super intelligent as well as super arrogant okay so he had he hated his brother for the arrogance and he was infatuated to the brother for intelligence and therefore what he was doing was he was saying that i am not as arrogant as my brother and therefore he was trying to be kind and soft to everybody in his organization which doesn't work all the time, right? Right. You, 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 you have to whack when it is required and you have to applaud and pat when it's required. A combination of pat and whack is what works in real life, right? Across, across the group. There are certain employees who respond to pat and there are certain employees who respond to whack, right? Right. So you need to, you need to play both. But what he was doing is because he was uh, self-exaggerating, comparing to his brother as being arrogant and he therefore wanted to be soft and kind and nice and polite to everybody. He was not able to extract the best of work from the organization because he was always kind of nice and then people were taking him for granted. On the other side, he was infatuated to his brother thinking that he is super intelligent and therefore he subordinated and thought he was not as intelligent as his brother. And therefore, anything which requires high intelligent, uh, you know, brainstorming and solutions, he used to take a backseat and allow other people in the organization to run it. Whereas he had it, but he was not. So this is called uh, a confirmation bias on what you see and a disconfirmation bias on what you don't see, right? When he saw arrogance in his brother, there was a confirmation bias on the arrogance. And uh, he thought he was not. This confirmation bias that he is not arrogant. And when he was looking at his brother as highly intelligent there was a confirmation bias on his brother that he is intelligent and a disconfirmation bias on himself that he is not intelligent we went through the process he it was a one-day session you know first up he had discussions on the principles and then we started working on this and uh, halfway through he started saying that you know, you know what central uh, my animosity towards my brother has started diluting when we went for a you know a coffee break in between and he had not spoken to his brother for many years. He was not in touch with his brother because he hated him. Right? Okay. And uh, we did this process. And by the end of it, he was left in tears. And when, when he saw that he was equally intelligent as much as his brother. So we went and found instances and moments where he had displayed and demonstrated super intelligence. Right? And he was shocked. He said, oh my God, I'm as intelligent as my brother. I didn't even see it. And the second thing was, we went and found out, well, see, it's difficult to own up a negative trait. You agree with me, Srini? Yes, yes, I am. Our, our mind will not allow us to say that we are bad, right? So it took time for him to go and find out where he was arrogant in his life. And slowly, we started pulling out, you know, there was a little bit of arrogance with friends, and then in family, and then with children and spouse, and in an organization, and then he found a whole life 
as much he was good, there was arrogance as well. Only thing is, he was ignorant. He was not seeing. And so by the end of it, he saw that, oh my God, I'm as good as my brother and I'm as bad as my brother. I Like a stupid, I've been hating him and not talking to him for all these years. And then at the end of the session, he dialed his brother's number. He wanted to speak. He couldn't resist. Right? Wow. And uh, his brother's wife took the phone and it seems his brother was sleeping and she said he will call back. She will get him to call back. And uh, that night he messaged me, you know, around 10.30 in the night. We ended the session by around 9 o'clock. By 10.30 in the night, he messages me saying that, Senthil, miracle happened. Mm-hmm. My brother spoke to me in a tone. He has never spoken in that tone before. He was super polite and courteous. And it's miraculous. Thank you so much. It's the message he sent. And uh, what Dr. Martini says is, you can never change your perception about a person without actually changing the person real time, though they may be geographically far away from you. And that exactly happens. He was in Chennai in my office and we did a session and his brother was somewhere in Belgaum. And he changed real time. Correct, correct. So that's amazing process. Yes. And that gave him permission to go and be both kind and cruel. Nice and mean, good and bad, as required to get things done. And his, he saw a total shift in the way he was organizing work and uh, the productivity started enhancing and his business started growing. And he started getting equally involved in intelligent daily decision making as well because he, he now figured out that he is as intelligent as his well. Correct, correct. So the first time I learned about the Martini method was from the book Breakthrough Experience. Beautiful. So, yeah. So, that's the book I think I have read the maximum times. I have read over 40 times till now. Wow, wonderful. I, I think you would have figured out you would have figured out at least something new every time you read next time. Right, right. right. I mean, like I have set a goal to do breakthrough experience in the huh? this year or the next year. Yes. Wow, wonderful. But I mean, like if you are, for somebody who is listening to this podcast, I mean, if you are just starting out with the Martini Method, I either yes. recommend that you start with the book Breakthrough yes. Experience by D. Martini yes. or you can contact Senthil for Beautiful. one-to-one consultation. Beautiful. And so before we close the podcast, Senthil, like yeah. what, the, what were some of the books that changed your life? Great. So some of the books which, uh, you know, added massively uh, in my journey. couple of books by my... Uh, spiritual teacher Mahatriya, one is called Most and More. Most and More. Yeah, by Mahatriya. And another one is Unposted Letter. Ah, okay. I heard about that book, yeah. Yeah, so these two. And uh, I would definitely recommend Values Factor. Okay. And Retro Experience of Dr. John D. Martini. Okay. Right, and there was, uh, the, in fact, all, all, all the 8 to 10 books uh, of Dr. D. Martini are awesome. Another one thing which I would uh, recommend from uh, Dr. D. Martini is a book called Gratitude Effect. Okay. Yeah, so the reason I'm saying this is, uh, really, uh at any moment uh, you have any kind of disturbance in your life, like a magic, you can shift the dis- disturbance by. Uh, directing your intelligence to find something you are grateful for at that moment. Gratitude and disturbance cannot coexist. The secret to overcome any disturbance is finding something to which you have gratitude for. Wow. Something you are grateful for. And the gratitude effect is an awesome book to, it's a tool which can quickly incorporate to come out of disturbances. Okay. Gratitude effect by Dr. John Martini. And uh, one more thing I would uh, definitely recommend for entrepreneurs uh, is the book called The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Okay. It's an amazing Very book as well, yes. Amazing stuff. So, like, out of all the books that you have read or you found them useful, like, what's the one book you, re- you would recommend to your, your podcast reader, listeners? Okay, so. Uh, you know, it's, it's very uh, difficult to narrow down to one book because uh, I've almost got value from all the books. 
but if you ask me to say which are the top ones, the top ones would be uh, the values factor, which I said, the Martini method, uh, gratitude effect, success principles from Jack Canfield. A uh, couple of more books which massively help me is You Can Win by Shiv Kera. It's a very old book, but still it's an amazing book. One more thing is The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. Okay. So thank you, Santhi. So before we close this podcast, like what's the one yeah. action step you recommend to our podcast listeners that they can take in next 24 to 48 hours? Beautiful. So the first thing what I would uh, recommend is uh, to pick up this book, The Values Factor, and uh, go through it. Uh, and the second thing which they can do immediately is they can go to YouTube and Google uh, Dr. John DiMartini on values. They will get quite a bit of uh, videos on that and they can watch that, right? That they can do immediately. And I would definitely recommend for them to pick the book Values Factor and read it. You have read it, right? Multiple times you found benefit from that. And those who are interested to up-level their uh, expertise and mastery on, uh, you know, values and DiMartini method as a part of peak performance, enhancing their peak performance, be it their corporate job or be it their entrepreneurial, you know, the business venture, uh, then they are most welcome and I would love to offer them uh, consulting on one-to-one basis or group basis and they can definitely get in touch with you, be it a values workshop or a demanding method session. Perfect. So, uh, what I will do is I will post your contact details in the blog post. Sure. And in the show notes of the podcast. So, what is the best, what's the best way our listeners can get in touch with you, Sintur? Yeah, so they can get in touch with me, uh, my website, uh, infinitepotentials.in or they can email me, sintur at infinitepotentials.in or, uh, you know, uh, they can even call me. Perfect. So, I'll post your website and your email address in the website, in my website. Absolutely, absolutely. So it was an amazing experience listening to you, Santil. Thank you, Srini. And thank you for coming to my podcast. I look forward to meeting you soon, Santil. Thank you so much, Srini. My pleasure. It was was great being on your show and sharing my learnings from Dr. John DeMartini. And best wishes to you and the listeners. Thank you. And one closing message to the listeners is uh, those areas of your life which you do not empower, others will overpower and therefore work towards empowering all areas of your life and give yourself permission to do something extraordinary on planet earth thank you very much thanks Vinny good day to you thank you bye bye thank you for listening to the episode if you like the episode please subscribe to the podcast thank you very much I am Srinivas Vakati see you in the next episode